how many books of the Bible? In every book of the Bible. We're looking to see Jesus in every book of the Bible, and uh, we're continuing tonight. Uh, last time we studied, what book of the Bible were we looking at, seeing Jesus in? Last time we were engaged in this study. Judges. Very good. We were looking at seeing Jesus in the book of Judges. And one of the things that we learned in the book of Judges was that during the period of the Judges, and how long was the period of the Judges over Israel? Two weeks? Two months? Over 400 years was the period of the Judges. And during that period of time, there were cycles in the nation of, of Israel with the people in the way that they functioned. And do you, anybody remember what we said about the cycles? The Lord would do great things for them and then they would forget to be loyal, right? And then after they forget to be loyal, then what, then what would they do? Worship him the more? No, they would worship other gods. And they would leave God again and after they would leave him, then would come what? Correction for them, right? And, and then they would start crying. That's how children do, right? When you correct them, then they start crying. So they started crying out to God for help. And the Lord said no, didn't he? No, he didn't say no. He said yes. Amen? He said yes, and he helped them deliver them, enemies would come against them, he would make them victorious over their enemies, over their adversaries, um, and the judge would lead them into victory in battles, whatever judge the Lord raised up over them, and then after they got the victory, what would happen next? Cut up again. They would cut up again, just like us. Amen, cut up again. And uh, then the Lord would start all over again. And throughout the book of Judges, what's one thing that we can say that we saw about God? Grace. Absolutely, that is the word. We see his grace over and over and over and over and over again coming to the rescue of his people. Is that over with? Does that apply to us? Yes, it applies to us. And so we saw that happening over and over again in the life of the nation of Israel, in the life of God's people, and God is true to his word even today because it's still happening. We cut up and the Lord comes to our rescue. He fights our battles. He gives us the victory. Anybody ever had the victory? He gives us the victory, right? And uh, then the next thing he would expect us to do is go higher. Sometimes we do, right? Sometimes we need a little help. Amen? And fresh grace is available to us in those times and seasons. Okay? So, tonight we're going on to the next book of the Bible, After Judges. Does anybody know the name of that book of the Bible, After Judges? One person knows, only one person knows Ruth, the next book is Ruth, the book of Ruth. There are two books in the Bible named after women, and Ruth is one of them. Who knows the other one? Yeah, 
Yay! All right, Esther. So, so tonight we're going to be looking at the book of Ruth, and it is um, an Old Testament book, and it is a beautiful story. Amen. And it is the word of God. Amen. And it took it takes place during the period of the judges. Not all the judges. It took place in the period of one of the judges named Samuel. How many have heard that name before? Okay, so this story takes place during that period of time in the nation of Israel when Samuel was the judge over, um, over the nation at that time. Okay, turn to Ruth chapter, the book of Ruth, let's go there now. And let's see where we're going to go first. All right. Let's see. Well, we'll start at the beginning. How about that? Okay. Ruth chapter 1. Okay, let's read. We're going to begin at verse 1. I'm going to read. It says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. What is a famine? Shortage, lack of food, right? Okay. And a certain man of the Bethlehem, man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech. And the name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion. Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. They came into the country of Moab and continued there. Now, here is um, Elimelech with his wife. What's his wife's name? Naomi. Okay, and they have how many sons? They have two sons, right? And uh, one is Malon, the other one is Chilion, okay? And they're, in, they're part of the nation of Israel, and in that time, famine had come, okay? Um, and they belonged to a certain segment of the nation of Israel. Here it says in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, Okay, That's, that, that was the region where he lived, okay? He lived in Bethlehem, Judah. The famine came, okay? So, so when the famine came, what happens in famine? People begin to be in lack. People begin to be in want. Sometimes people begin to forget what they know, okay? Because the nation of Israel was supposed to be a people set apart for God, and they were supposed to relate to God by their what? Faith. They were supposed to relate to God by their faith. Had they seen God do amazing things? Had they seen God do supernatural things? Had he, they seen God provide for them uh, when there was nothing? They'd seen that, right? How long did they see it? For like two, three days? They had always seen it, right? So now here they are, um, and a famine comes in the land. 
And, and so people begin to be upset, hunger, lack, whatever, and then they go into wonderland. Wonder what's going on. Wonder what's happening. How are we going to keep feeding ourselves, our children, our family, our animals? What, 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 what might have been the first thing that they should have done, given their history? Given what they knew about God, what, what maybe should have been the first thing that they would have considered doing? Trusting God. Okay? And I'm sure some did. But Elimelech got nervous, got upset, got fearful, got anxious, got worried, and decided that since there's a famine here, Maybe it'll be better if I take my family someplace else. So he decided to take his family where? Someplace else. Okay? And, and the Bible says, where, where did it say that they, he took them? It says, a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of what? In the country of Moab. Okay, now, do you know anything about Moab? Somebody said, no, I don't know nothing about it. I heard that word, right? Okay, they worship idols, right? And does anybody know how Moab came into existence? Yes, Moab came into existence way back before this period of time when Lot uh, slept with his own daughters and they both conceived children. Who was Lot? Abraham's nephew. He was Abraham's nephew. And when the Lord sent Abraham out into the promised land and divide the land up and all that, uh, Lot went with him. And Lot turned into a great big what for Abraham? Big headache. Okay? Because he, would, he, he always had trouble with doing right. Always had trouble lining up. Wanted the best land for himself. Y'all remember that? Okay? So, 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 he, he had, um, he was a little bit off the chain. Lot was a little bit off the chain. And he uh, had children by both of his daughters. Y'all looking at me like, Ann, that's horrendous, right? <laughs> horrendous. And he had sex with both of his daughters, and they both conceived children. They both conceived sons. And one of those sons was named Moab. Are you getting this? And so, and so Moab grew up, <clears throat> and he was given land and a region <clears throat> just like the rest of the nation of Israel. Everybody got some land, right? Excuse me. So the land of Moab, the people who were living there were descendants of Moab, the person. 
the son of Lot. So is it any wonder that in Moab they worshipped idols? Was it any wonder that the land of Moab was a wicked place? And because that had happened, the Lord uh, deemed Moab as a wicked place because Lot was wicked, just nasty, as you would say. <laughs> yes, okay, and so, and, so were his son, and so was his son Moab, okay? And so it became a wicked place, and the Lord said he did not want his people to live in that region. Wonder why. He did not want his people to live in, in the Moab region. But now here, here comes the famine. And, and Elimelech is freaking out because there's nothing going on here and, 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 and we're hungry and it's a famine and we, don't, we have something but we don't have very much. And, and I looked over there and, and in Moab, they got stuff we don't have. So why don't, we, why don't I just take my family to Moab? Did Elimelech belong in Moab? No, he did not. Why did he not belong in Moab? Because the Lord told the nation of Israel, don't go over there. Do not go over there. In fact, there's a passage in here that I, don't have, I won't read it right now, but it said the Lord said to them, you cannot go into that, re do not go into that region for 10 generations. Just stay away from there. Don't go over there. Don't, don't intermingle with those people. Don't mess with them. Stay away. But Elimelech, out of desperation, out of forgetfulness, out of whatever, decided he's going over there. So he takes his wife, and what's his wife's name? Naomi, okay, and their two sons, and they go to Moab. Okay, so now they're over in Moab. Ruth chapter 1, verse 3. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. <laughs> and she was left and her two sons. Verse 4, and they took them wives of the women of Moab. Were they in right alignment? No. And the name of one was Orpah. And the name of the uh, it's not Oprah, okay? It's not Oprah. Orpah. And the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there about 10 years. Verse 5. And Milan and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Are they in great shape? They're in bad shape, right? Now, here's Naomi. Her husband has died. Now her two sons have died. And um, somewhere in my study, I was reading that the names of their sons, their, their, name, their names meant sickness. One of them's name meant sickness, the other one's name meant something like weakness. 
Yes. So when you go off into, into the place where you don't belong, your judgment gets clouded, right? Because no, no wise Hebrew man would name sickness and disease or sickness and weakness, right? But now they're, they're out of the covering of the nation that, that they belong to. Now they're in Moab. They're not in Israel anymore. Are you getting this? So, so even when it, it does not pay to leave the blessing, because, because where the nation of Israel was, was it blessed? Was it blessed? The nation, yes, they were blessed. Was Moab a blessed place? No. Even in a famine, it's better to be in the blessed place than the place that's not blessed. Even in a famine, it's better to be in the place where God is than in the place where God is not. Because was God in Moab? No, he was not. Because Moab had already been cursed by God. Because it started with a curse, with Lot sleeping with his own daughters. So now, here's Naomi. And she's in this place. Her husband has passed. Her sons have passed. Now she's in deep grief and sorrow, obviously. Correct? All right? And in that time, it wasn't, she couldn't go to Walmart and get a job. Could she? No. Because, because there was a dependency on your family. And so uh, now here she is in grief and trying to figure out what to do. And she gets a revelation. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to go back where I belong. I'm going to go back to the nation of Israel. That's, that's, I'm, a, I'm an Israeli woman. I'm a Hebrew woman. I'm going back. I've got kinfolk back home. Did she have kinfolk in Moab? She had no kinfolk over there. So she decided, I'm going to go back home. And, 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 and in deciding to go, because I have family there, and somebody in my family will look after me, help me, take care of me, so I'm going to go back home. So what does she tell her, her daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth? She tells them, uh, y'all are Moabites, so, so y'all can stay here, you can go to Mama, Mama Nims, and y'all are going to be good, because y'all Moabites. I'm not. I'm going home to Israel because really, we weren't supposed to be over here in the first place. Were they? No. They weren't supposed to be there in the first place. And so she encourages them <laughs> to leave. Verse 6, chapter 1. Okay. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab, how, listen to this, how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. What happened in Israel while Ruth and her, Naomi and her family were in Moab? What had happened? The famine ended. Are you seeing this? It says she had heard in, while in the country of Moab, where she was, 
how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Had the Lord given them bread before? Had he given them bread before? Yes. Here it's happening again. Verse 7, wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with, with the dead and with me. And she speaks a blessing over them, right? And what happens next? Bible scholars. The two, the two daughters-in-law have to make a decision. Right? Are they going to stay in Moab with their mom and them or not? So what happens? One of them decides she's going back to mom and them. Who decided to go back to mom and them? Orpah decided, okay, I, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to go back to mom and them and it's going to be all good. I love you, Naomi. It's been real. It's been wonderful. I'm going to my mama's house. Okay? And Ruth makes a different decision. What did Ruth decide to do? She decided to stay with Naomi. Right? Okay, let's go down to verse 16, chapter 1. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Verse 18 is talking about when she, Naomi, saw that she, Ruth, was steadfastly minded to go with her, then Naomi stopped speaking. Verse 19, so they, they too went until they came to Bethlehem. They came to where? They came to Bethlehem. What do you know about Bethlehem? Huh? Jesus was born in Bethlehem. They were going to Bethlehem to reconnect to the blessing. They were going to Bethlehem to reconnect with Naomi's family. They were going to Bethlehem to see about being blessed. Amen? Okay. So, what happens? They proceed into Bethlehem. Now, what you may miss and sometimes it's not mentioned when you hear this, hear this book of Ruth being taught is that when, when uh, Naomi and her husband and sons and all that, when they left 
Bethlehem, they left land. They left property. They left what? Land and property. And Naomi knew that that land was still there. So she was going to go back and see if somebody in her family could help her go back onto their land and find a way to uh, make a living so that they could survive. Okay? Now, now, how were people making a living then in that period of time? What were they doing? Going to IBM? Working at Duke? What were they doing to make a living? Farming, raising cattle, growing grain. And when they, and so when, when Naomi and Ruth went back to Bethlehem, it was the time of the barley harvest. But they didn't have anything. So they, so, so, so they went to connect with Naomi's family. And they went to this, to this vast farm where it was harvest time. And in the harvesting season, uh, the, the farmers and their workers were, were required by Jewish law to leave some of the grain, some of the harvest in the field. For what reason? So it could rot. What were they leaving it for? They were, be, they were instructed to leave it for the poor people, the people who barely had anything, so that they could have something. So the harvest was there, it was being taken in, but some of it was being left for the poor people. Was Ruth and Naomi poor? Yeah, they had nothing, okay? When they got, she had some land, but they didn't have no food, they, they didn't have clothes and yada, 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 all that stuff, right? Possessions. So. When they got there, it was harvest time. Did they know what to do with barley grain? Yes, they would know what to do with it. They could not go to Kroger and get a loaf of bread. Food line hadn't opened yet. So they had, to knew, they had to know something about what to do with grain. So the barley grain, they knew what to do with it to turn it into what? Bread. So, Ruth goes out there and is gathering what's left. And there's a terminology that's attached to it. The term is called gleaning. What's the term? Gleaning. They were gleaning. Meaning what? They were looking through the stalks and all whatever for what was left that they could take for themselves so that they would have something. Are you getting this? Okay. So, here they are, gleaning in the field of somebody that uh, is related to Naomi. Okay, let's go on to chapter two. Okay, are you there? Chapter 2, verse 1, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, 
of the family of Elimelech. And his name was, what was his name? Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn for him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. So there was grain and there was what else out there? Corn, right? And so now, who's got a job? Ruth has a job. She's got a job, okay? And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, okay? Who was the kindred of Elimelech, okay? So how come Ruth is the only one gleaning? Huh? Why? I mean, it's two women, right? It's Naomi and Ruth. So, so how come Ruth is the only one gleaning? Can't hear you. Okay, Naomi's the, the older, she's the elder. Okay, she's the mother. Okay, all right, correct. Let's look at the other, re let's look at what's going on with Naomi, okay? All right, go back to chapter one. And go to verse 19. Are you there? So they too went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. What does that mean, all the city was moved about them? Happy to see them. Happy to see them. The city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? Verse 20, And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi. Call me Mara. For the Almighty had dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? Is that what really had happened? No. Had the Lord afflicted Naomi? Was all this the Lord's doing? But what kind of state is Naomi in right here? She is depressed. She's still in grief. She's still in sorrow. She's lost the three closest people to her. She ain't got over it. Correct? Yeah, she hasn't got over it. And she thinks that it's the Lord's doing. But it's very interesting that the Lord brought her back home in a harvest season. In a, in a what season? In a harvest season. Because she heard that they had bread. Okay? So harvest is here. Provision is here back home in her nation where she belongs. Glory to God. Okay? 
Meaning what? She's not going to be bitter for long. Praise the Lord. Amen? So, all right. Let's, read, let's, go, back, let's go back to chapter 2, verse, chapter two, verse 1, but I'm going to go on to verse 2 because I want you to see Jesus here, okay? And Naomi said, Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabitess, said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find what? I shall find what? I don't hear you. I shall find what? Grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. How does Ruth know anything about grace? How, 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 how is Ruth saying, uh, I, I shall find? She didn't say, uh, maybe I hope, pray for me that it might happen. She says here, I shall find grace. How does she know anything about finding grace? Because of Naomi. Because of marrying into a Hebrew family. And in the Hebrew family, what happens all the time? What? Grace. And what happens all the time? How do they know anything about what happened before in a Hebrew family? It's talked about in the family. And the Hebrew family that she married into was practicing all of the Hebrew feasts. The Passover. She wasn't there, was she? But she heard about it. How often? Regularly. Correct? Regularly. The, the Hebrew people were instructed to teach their family the word of the Lord. To re, re, review their experience, to review their history. Here she is, Ruth, the Moabitess, born in the region of the curse. Declaring, I shall find grace. Are you getting this? That is not an accident. She wasn't, she wasn't raised up in grace. She married into grace. The Hebrew family of Elimelech and Naomi now Naomi is all toe up, depressed, brokenhearted, can't hardly hold her head up. Everybody's all around her. She's back in town. Everybody's glad to see her. And she's like, uh, don't even. Don't even. I ain't feeling it. They're all happy. She's not feeling it. But in the midst of her not feeling it, here's Ruth saying, I shall find grace. What is grace? What is grace? Unmerited favor. What kind of favor? Unmerited. Did Ruth 
Was Ruth eligible for unmerited favor? Was she a Hebrew? No, but she learned about it. Being in the home of Naomi and Elimelech, she learned about it. And what was happening to, what was happening to Ruth as she lived with them? As she, as she lived in, in this, inside of this family. What was happening to her as she was hearing about their great God? She was being converted. She, seed of the word was going into her so that she could, so that she could conceive that, well, maybe the grace can happen to me. She heard about the Red Sea parting. She heard about manna falling from the sky. And now here, here is her mother-in-law, who's in devastation, weakness, heaviness, sorrow. And here is Ruth speaking faith. Speaking what? Speaking faith. I shall find grace. How are you going to know you're going to find grace in the sight of somebody you don't even know? Did she know Boaz? She just heard about him from Ruth, from Naomi, excuse me. She didn't know him, but she was coming to know who? God, the God of Israel, the God of Naomi. So that in the midst of what they were going through, she could make a faith statement. I shall find grace. And when we continue next time, we're going to see that grace manifest for Ruth and Naomi. Amen? Did you get something out of this tonight? Glory to God. Glory to God for his word. Glory to God for his grace. Glory to God for his goodness. Glory to God for his favor. Glory to God for his provision. When you make a faith statement. When you make a faith confession. And you ain't got to know everything. You ain't got to have it all together. Amen? Because, because, because here we've got all kind of stuff going on that should not be going on. Here we have Ruth who was born a, a Moabite person, raised in wickedness. Don't even want to stay there. She's like, well, I'm going, no, I ain't staying here. <laughs> I, Orpha, you know, deuces, sister, but I, I'm not staying here. She's like, uh, what? I'm not. I'm going with Naomi because I heard some things. And the thing she heard was getting on the inside of her that she could make a statement. I shall find grace. Glory to God. I think it's awesome. I think it was amazing. Because she was born over there, but now she's coming into the kingdom. God's righteous kingdom. And the Lord is going to use that girl in an amazing way. I mean, this girl's in an interracial marriage. Moabite people not supposed to be married to Jewish people, but she married a Jewish man. And anybody looking down on her, she's already finding grace in this place where God is. Because the grace didn't flow till they went back to the place where, where Naomi was supposed to be, the place of blessing. 
Amen? To God be the glory. All right. <laughs>